All right, what is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams. This is the Weapons of High Performance podcast. Today, we're going into episode four, where I'm going to be talking about glyphosate. So, before I go into that, if you're watching on this on, this on YouTube, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And remember, if you leave a comment and also join my email list, I will be giving away every single Friday of the month a $100 Amazon gift card. So, as long as you're on my email list, and you comment on the video or leave a review on iTunes. I give away to the people on that list. As long as you can prove to me that it was your comment, just reply back when I announce the best comment or review. And I'll make sure you get your $100 gift card. So don't forget to do that. And let's jump on in. So like I said, I'm going to be talking about glyphosate today. And if you're not familiar with what glyphosate is, first of all, are you living under a rock? I don't know if I've said that before. But um, glyphosate is basically going to be what most people know is Roundup. And Roundup is the main pesticide that is used on all the food in at least, I mean, maybe other countries, but definitely the United States. So it's gonna be pretty much on every sort of processed food, anything like that that you see, a lot of restaurant food and all that stuff. Anything that's non-organic, there's a good chance it has glyphosate in it. And if it is organic, it also may have traces of it as well. But what I wanna do, and I know this, whole podcast is really about weapons of high performance. Well, the weapon that I'm going to be talking about today is how to not have glyphosate in the food, drink, everything that you eat. Because in our food system, how it works, glyphosate is everywhere. So actually, I know I talk about this as a tactical framework for achieving greatness. Well, one of the most important things you can do is actually remove this. And that is uh, it's going to be a tool in and of itself is to remove glyphosate from your diet as much as you possibly can as humanly possible in the 21st century in the United States of America. So I want to go into a little bit, just an intro. What is glyphosate? Where did it come from? If you don't really know anything about it, where the history of it is and all that stuff. So originally it was first synthesized in 1950, so not too long ago by a Swiss chemist named Henry Martin who worked for the Swiss company CILAG, that's C-I-L-A-G. And uh, there was never any published work about it, but that's where the chemical was allegedly first discovered. And then also, a little bit later in 1970, uh, a chemist at Monsanto, go figure, discovered it, and um, it was during some tests that they were doing. They were looking for herbicides, how to kind of control some of the crops that they were doing. And... Um, he was running some tests and glyphosate was one that he discovered and then he eventually received a, uh, the guy's name that did that was John Franz. He was a chemist at Monsanto. But um, he ended up getting a medal called the National Medal of Technology from the United States in 1987 and some other chemist medal uh, for something in 1990. It's one of those things, just as a little sidebar, that I wonder about like a thousand years from now. Shoot, maybe even 100, 200, but like way off into the distant future. If that's something that we look back at and say, oh, these people got metals, they were developing chemicals that were causing great harm, which I'll get into later in the podcast. But just as a side, a uh, little thought experiment about um, some of the quote unquote awards that are given to people. Um, so glyphosate, that's how it came to be. And basically in the last 50 or 60 years or so. As farming and everything has become really commercialized in order to sustain the huge population that we have, massive population growth and everything, um, has been used in farming predominantly to 
keep weeds off of crops and also prevent them from getting overtaken. And it's kind of a cheap way to keep your crop from being overtaken with weeds, all that good stuff. So um, I did want to go into how prevalent it is in our society. So as of 2010, this is actually 10 years ago now, um, there were just more than 750 products on the market. And um, it's kind of astounding when you look at how much this product is used just in the United States alone. Um, I'm looking at these notes that I took and um, there were in 2007, so again, it's 13 years ago now. It sounds crazy to say that 2007 was 13 years ago. But um, in the United States agricultural sector, there were 180 to 185 million pounds applied of glyphosate. So just think about that. Can you imagine how much? It's one of those numbers that we just have in our head that we think, oh, you know, that's a huge amount. But um, just applied in agriculture, horticulture, and different processes to help produce food in our country. So that's what glyphosate is. Basically, just your good old standard herbicide. And it's meant to prevent weeds from overtaking crops, all that good stuff. And basically, if we were all able to grow our own gardens ourselves, we wouldn't really have this problem. And it's the problem of trying to produce all the food that we have at such a crazy scale that um, it's kind of become so prevalent. Um, and then I wanted to go into what glyphosate actually does to the human body so there's a lot of debate over is it good for you is it bad for you yeah pretty much it's bad for you i don't think there's any other way around it. i don't think that you'd find one intellectual rational person that's going to tell you oh glyphosate's good for you but what i did want to do was kind of go over what at least that we know for now it is if it's not scientifically proven at least there's a link and correlation between what we know has happened with it, the people, then like studies and everything, and um, what's kind of happened in the last 50, 60 years is the rise of its use is kind of correlated with a lot of chronic illness, cancer, all that stuff that's manifested in our society. So in 2015, the World Health Organization, and these are really mainstream organizations, uh, World Health Organization, um, their International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is their cancer arm of the WHO, um, referred to glyphosate as probably carcinogenic to humans. And carcinogenic is going to mean causing cancer. So even the largest, most mainstream health organization in the world is saying that glyphosate is carcinogenic. So um, they also found in their research this specific team that there was a particular association between glyphosate and non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So not something that I really want to mess around with. If you told me, okay, you can eat this food with this stuff on it, or you can eat with it not, might cost you a little bit more. I'm going to do whatever I can at all costs to make sure that I'm not ingesting that. Also, this one is a little bit more recent. So that was from 2015. Um, in 2019, a meta-analysis. So meta-analysis um, and... I'm not 100% sure of this, but pretty sure. So meta-analysis is going to be when you take a study of studies to look at certain data points to try to basically make a, it's like a coalition of studies 
where you have all these studies coming together and you analyze different parts of those to try to get even a more insightful view of whatever's being studied scientifically. Um, but a meta-analysis published in Mutation Research reported a compelling link between glyphosate-based herbicides and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Again, there you go with the lymphoma. And um, another study in 2017 associated chronic very low glyphosate, very, and this is very low glyphosate levels, exposures to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in rats. Um, also, and I'd have to find a study to cite this, but that's something that's becoming much more prevalent in society with a lot of the chronic illness, obesity, and everything. Um, then you get into some birth defects and everything that have been known to be caused by excess glyphosate exposure. Um, in 2017, a study in Indiana found that pregnant women using urine specimens as a direct measure of exposure found detectable levels of glyphosate in more, more than 90% of the pregnant women tested and found that they were significantly correlated with shortened pregnancy links. So out of a lot of pregnant women, you're seeing high levels of glyphosate in their bloodstream and then also problems associated with pregnancy and you know infertility is massively on the rise. You have to think that glyphosate at some point, because it isn't so much of our food, um, is a cause of that. Or not a cause, but uh, certainly doesn't help. Um, another rat study um, conducted by the Ramazzini Institute reported that lotus exposures to Roundup um, administered to mice disru disrupted the gut microbiota and came, caused anxiety and depression-like behaviors. So, if you look at what's going on in our country, in our world, and everything, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast, the microbiota is going to be the driver for a lot of what goes on inside your brain and your brain is obviously going to determine your mental health how healthy your brain is is going to affect your mental health and you see here that there's evident proof that glyphosate administered to mice who are more or less pretty similar and you can't necessarily go based off dosing that they receive but um that glyphosate does disrupt your gut microbiome, and does cause anxiety and depression-like disorders. So, yes, depression and anxiety, that stuff is on the rise, but this is one of the biggest things that you can do to stop things like this because of how it affects your mental health. Um, also, another thing, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the uh, depression and anxiety, is leaky gut. So glyphosate is known to cause leaky gut, which is basically just going to be the um, dissolution of your gut lining. And what that does is allow toxins and everything in your food that would normally get processed through your gut. Well, over time, that glyphosate and other toxins uh, from the food that you've been eating are going to wear down that lining and allow for toxins and dirty things to get into your bloodstream that will then cause just all sorts of problems. Imagine toxins running through your bloodstream and then also going through into your brain. So one of the root causes of that, what's known as leaky gut, is glyphosate and the exposure, which is wearing down through your stomach lining, which can cause that um, and can leak through the intestinal wall where normally that stuff would be processed and then sent out through your waste system. Um, kind of also something that I wanted to examine is all the different types of diseases that Maybe or maybe not, we didn't have four or 500 years ago, but even if we did, how it is correlated 
with an increased level of those diseases. So I'm just going to run through a list of some things that may or may not be caused by glyphosate, but definitely have correlated with the, I mean, if you look at the J-curve increased use of glyphosate versus the J-curve increased incidence of diseases like the ones that I'm about to list off, you'll see um, it's kind of shocking how correlated they are. So uh, one thing is ADHD, ADHD obviously uh, attention deficit, hyper disorder, I think that's how you say it. Um, there's correlation between Roundup exposure and ADHD because of the capacity of glyphosate to disrupt thyroid hormone functions. Um, also, Alzheimer's disease, that's one thing if you've noticed in the last few years, it's become really prevalent, in a lot, especially a lot of older people. Um, and that's because of the type of oxidative stress that Roundup can cause and uh, neural cell death, which is obviously going to play into Alzheimer's. Um, birth defect, obviously there's all different kinds of birth defects that can manifest, but kind of like how we talked about with the pregnancy issues that glyphosate could be a cause. Another thing, autism is huge. If you've looked in the last 50 or 60 years, the prevalence of autism, something with that, you don't, it's hard to say whether people like 700 years ago would have had autism or not, or how that would have been diagnosed or not, but definitely just, um, I think that kind of correlates with the gut brain connection and everything going on there. Um, I'll run through some of these birth birth defects, brain cancer, breast cancer, basically any type, type of cancer. Um, there was one study that was done in a uh, survey of 65,000 people in farming communities in Argentina where Roundup is used. Um, in these farming towns, they found cancer was two to four, two to four times higher than the national average. So Maybe you say, oh, yeah, it could be something else going on there. But uh, I just think it's something that you can't ignore when all this stuff is been on the rise and you look at something like glyphosate, what it's known to do already in studies. Um, so just going through some more celiac disease, obviously, that would be gluten intolerance, uh, kidney disease, colitis, the list goes on, depression, diabetes, heart disease, hyperthyroidism, IBS, which is inflammatory bowel disease. Lou Gehrig's disease, which you get into some more of these neurological diseases, I think that has a lot to do with the gut-brain connection. So some of these toxins being able to leak out through your gut and get through your bloodstream. That's just my opinion, kind of my insight on having done research and studying some of this stuff. Again, we talked about non-Hodgkin lymphoma, Parkinson's disease. Again, you see some of these neurological diseases. Um, pregnancy problems, obviously. Obesity is another big one. I mean, that's going to be a precursor for a lot of these things going on because if you're obese, you can't really function at a high level and you're going to be disposed to all the other things happening because you have so much toxins that have built up in your fat cells on your body. Reproductive problems, we talked about that. So what I wanted to get into, so if you didn't know, that's what glyphosate is. But I think what's more important is to know how to avoid it, especially this whole podcast is about high performance and how to be a higher performer. So how do you get it out of your life and make it a good habit that you're not really exposing yourself to it, at least as much as possible. I don't think it's going to be possible in our day and age to completely avoid anything, but I just kind of wanted to go through what I do and what would be the best way. So I think the biggest thing is going to be avoiding whole grains. So I'm not here to fight over whether whole grains are good for you, bad for you or not, but I mean, I don't tend to eat a lot of them myself, really not that much at all, but 
Um, what you're going to see in grains is most of the glyphosate is going to be used on things like wheat, soy, corn, all that stuff that would be considered whole grain. And uh, those type of plants have absorption where a lot of that's going to be processed into them. So there's more accumulation of the glyphosate into the cells of those plants. And then it's going to be in a higher proportion as you, as it kind of goes through the supply chain of how food gets made, that that is in those things that you're eating. So I would say avoid whole grains for the most part altogether as much as you can. But also if it all costs, make sure that if you are eating it, it is the least organic because organic is not necessarily going to put you completely in the clear of being exposed to glyphosate, but it is going to be substantially lowering the amount you receive. So I would say try to avoid whole grains if you can at all costs. And then if you are going to eat them, at least try to make sure they're organic. Whereas um, a lot of these, especially the refined, refined, refined flours and everything have uh, probably, I'd have to find some stats on this, but higher concentrations of glyphosate levels in them than would an organic. Um, also just wash produce. I mean, most people are going to do that anyway. So just try to wash off, if, especially if you have non-organic produce before you eat it, wash off. Cause there could be residue sticking, um, around that stuff. So another thing that I talked about too, and want to talk about is, uh, avoid the eating in restaurants as much as possible because the most restaurants that you're going to go to could care less about having organic food. They're just trying to keep the doors open. It's hard enough as it is as a restaurant to make any money. And, uh, the last thing they're concerned about is making sure you eat organic food. So a lot of the food that even if you go to a restaurant and there's healthy food still has a high chance that it's non-organic and that it could be contaminated with glyphosate. So at least if you are going to a restaurant, try to avoid some of those whole grain type foods where there's probably going to be a higher prevalence of glyphosate. Another thing I want to talk about is, so that's how to avoid it, but why does it matter? So if you want to be a high performer, a lot of high performers talk about discipline, all this different type of stuff. It's like, why is glyphosate such an important thing if you're a high performer? Well, really, it goes back to the whole gut-brain connection. So if your gut isn't functioning as high as it's going to be because you're putting toxins in it, then your brain is also not going to be functioning as best as it possibly can be. What happens when your brain isn't functioning, if you have toxins and all these things in your body, your decision-making process gets flawed. So you're not going to be making the high-quality types of decisions that you would normally make had you avoided glyphosate. Now, everybody else in the world, at least in the United States, probably is getting a decent amount of exposure to glyphosate. You don't hear this in common parlance of people talking, oh yeah, you got to make sure you stay away from glyphosate. I mean, you go in the grocery store, probably 80 to 90% of all foods are going to be contaminated with it. But in order to, if you're looking to be as high performance as possible and structure your life in a way where you're doing everything you can to make sure that you're achieving greatness, so that's health, wealth, relationships, whatever you want it to be in. Um, to me, it's a no brainer that you wouldn't put things in your body that are going to kill the chances of your brain functioning at the highest level. So it's kind of like if someone gave you, what would be a good example? If someone gave you a Ferrari today and you took that Ferrari, would the first thing you do be to take it out and go mud racing in it? No, you're probably going to keep it as nice as you possibly can. 
Well, a lot of people don't treat their body the same way. So they're not going to, a lot of people just won't take the responsibility because it's the easy way out to let things like glyphosate be in their diet and not be super focused on making sure that you're doing everything you can to prevent this from getting into your system. So I think that's the biggest thing is not only from your total health altogether, but your your mental, spiritual, and emotional health aren't going to be on point if your physical health isn't. And one of the easiest things, and this is why I'm doing this episode, is just to remove glyphosate from your diet and see how much better your decision-making improves. And what happens is that starts to ripple throughout other areas of your life. So um, one thing I also want to talk about was my experience. So growing up, I was just your traditional American family. We ate like peanut butter and jelly, lasagna, spaghetti, pizza, cereal, all that stuff. So I can't even imagine the 18, 19 first years of my life that I was putting these things in my body and actually like how it had negative effects that I wasn't even cognizant of. And um, I would say like as I transitioned out of my early 20s and really became, went off the deep end into researching a lot of this stuff, um, just removing it, I can't tell you, one for my physical self, my physical health, how much less bloated I felt, how much just easier it was to stay lean and everything, but also for my mental health. Um, the amount of mental clarity that I had when I removed glyphosate from my diet, just off the charts. The amount of I think it really, the best way to say it is just the decision-making process. The amount of the better decisions that I made when I removed that, it really was. And I mean, I do a lot of stuff to, um, you know, like biohack, whatever it would be called to optimize my health. But I think this is one of the most important things because it's a catalyst that allows you to start making better decisions which are going to be get better decisions and a positive feedback loop. And that's one thing that I talk about all the time. So anyway, that is my 30,000 foot view of glyphosate, why I think it's important. Uh, hopefully that was helpful to you guys. And like I said, leave a comment or a review on iTunes. Again, if you sign up for my email newsletter where I promise not to spam you or anything like that, I will give away a $100 Amazon gift card every single week to all my newsletter readers so like i said i hope that was helpful if you're listening to this my sincerest gratitude to you um i really love you guys so thanks see you